Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. This podcast consists of about 7 to 10 minutes on the weekly parasha, hence the name 7-Minute Torah. Some weeks it's just me, and other weeks I'm in conversation with another rabbi or a Jewish thought leader. Thanks for listening. Alright, welcome everyone. Chag Sameach. Happy Pesach. You know, this is possibly the hardest week of the year to create a podcast about the weekly Torah portion, because there's actually not agreement about what the weekly Torah portion is. The reason for that is we're in the midst of Pesach right now. Now, as you may or may not know, there's actually a Torah portion for every day of Pesach. Those Torah portions differ slightly based on whether you're in a Reform or Reconstructionist congregation or a Conservative or Orthodox congregation, but you are essentially reading the salient parts of Exodus that tell that story, plus some other sections of Torah that talk about Pesach as a holiday. So that's already a bit of a challenge because there are so many Torah portions this week. And then we get to the question of what is the Parsha for this Shabbat? And that hinges in part on what you think this Saturday is. So you might now look at your calendar and say, well, this Saturday is the eighth day of Pesach. And that would be true for many Jews. Outside of Israel, traditionally speaking, Pesach is celebrated for eight days. Inside of Israel, however... Pesach is a seven-day holiday, which means it's ending Friday night, which means that this Saturday, it's no longer Pesach, and you'd be reading the next weekly parsha, which is Achrei Mot. And to complicate that, the Reform movement and a fair swath of the Reconstructionist movement generally also don't observe the eighth day of Pesach because they don't observe the second day of the holiday, what's called Yom Tov Sheni Shel Galuyot, the traditional second day of every holiday that is observed in the diaspora for reasons that are too complicated to get into here. So if you're in Israel, the parsha this week is Achremot. If you're outside of Israel and tending toward more traditional practice, then it's the eighth day of Pesach. If you're outside of Israel and tending toward more liberal, reform, or reconstructionist practice, it's Achremot except that lots of reform congregations also have creative ways of making sure they stay on track with the diaspora Torah portion cycle. Meanwhile, i got to figure out what to talk about on this podcast. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick a verse that is part of the Exodus story that is read in many congregations at some point this week, most traditionally on the seventh day of Pesach. That would be this Friday morning. Because the point of this week is to tell the Exodus story and to explore what the Torah has to say about it. So this is Exodus chapter 13, verse 18. It's the beginning, traditionally, of Parshat Bishalach, which we read back in January, February, which speaks about the people of Israel going out from Egypt. It says, Vayasev Elohim et ha'am derech hamidbar yamsuf. God led the people round about by way of the wilderness at the Sea of Reeds. Vechamushim alu bene Israel me'eretz Mitzrayim, and the Israelites went out chamushim from the land of Egypt. You might have noticed that I left one word untranslated there, chamushim, and that's on purpose. I'll say why in just a moment. 
This is the verse that actually describes the going out, the exodus, the Yitziah from Egypt. It will culminate, of course, with their marching through the Sea of Reeds and the Song of the Sea, that celebration of freedom that we sing a piece of every single day traditionally as the Micha Mocha blessing. So this is a real celebration of freedom. But there's a problem here because, as you might have gathered, there's a word that nobody's exactly sure what it means. Chamushim alu b'nei Israel. The people of Israel went out chamushim. Now, lots of translations say something like they went out armed or they went out girded. I'm looking right now at about ten different translations of this of this verse, and one of them says they went out of Egypt ready for battle. They went out like an army ready for battle. They went out equipped for battle. By the way, it does not say battle in there. They went out arrayed. They went out harnessed. They went out in orderly ranks, in battle formation, martial array. Nobody knows what this verse means. And the commentators are equally confused. And they do what commentators often do. They offer lots of explanations. Rashi, our commentator par excellence, tells us that the word chamushim means provided with weapons. He's quoting there from the Mechilta, which is a Midrashic text from hundreds of years before he lived. And Rashi then launches into a pretty long explanation where he says essentially that because God led them by this roundabout route, that God made sure that they were well provided for, that they would face battle, and so God made sure that they were chamushim, that they were armed. And in fact, some of the other commentators, Ibn Ezra and the Ramban, say something similar. So it seems like what we have here is a military statement. The Exodus wasn't just a moment of leaving something behind. It was also a moment of preparing for what was to come, preparing for the challenge of making their way across the wilderness and toward the Promised Land. And that's one explanation. But Rashi then hints at another explanation. He says, Devarcher, another explanation, is that chamushim is related to the word chamisha, or chamesh, which means five. And Rashi explains that only one out of five of the Israelites went out of Egypt. The other four, this is harsh, he says the other four died back in Egypt during the three days of darkness because they were deemed unworthy of being delivered. So Rashi has set up this really challenging, really harsh scenario for us, where in fact, not all of the Israelites got out of Egypt. Only a fifth of them did. The vast majority were not deemed worthy to be redeemed for whatever reason. And Rashi doesn't tell us the reason, but there's some kind of an implication here that the majority of the Israelites were not faithful enough, not observant enough, not something enough to even be worthy of redemption. Now, my challenge with Rashi's explanation here, other than the fact that it's quite harsh, is that I don't think it leaves a lot of room for humanity, for imperfection. The implication is that there was some kind of minimum standard, some benchmark, at which point you were worthy of being redeemed. And if you were below it, if you were unworthy, then you were not coming out of Egypt and you were never going to make it to the promised land. But I don't think humanity works that way. It's pretty fixed. It's making the assumption that whatever people are, they are. There's no room for growth. There's no room for learning. 
There's no room for becoming better versions of ourselves. And to me, those are such central ideas in Judaism. So along those lines, I want to point up yet another explanation for what this word chamushim means. This comes from the Slonimer Rebbe, Rabbi Sholom Noach Berezovsky, from his book, Netivot Shalom, Paths of Peace. I study it every week with my uh, chavruta, my study partner. So this is what we studied yesterday. And the Slonimer Rebbe says that chamushim does relate to the word five, but that it's not that only one out of five Israelites made it out of Egypt. Rather, it's that there were multiple exoduses, multiple goings out of Egypt. In fact, he says that there were 50. That's your connection to the number five. And what he means here is that when the people of Israel came out of Egypt physically, that they weren't done coming out of Egypt, that they had taken the first step, but that there were multiple steps, 50 steps, required to move from slavery toward freedom, to actually get to Sinai, where they could receive Torah and begin this new life of freedom. And when you read this author, he's usually spiritualizing what he sees in the Torah, which is to say he's not only reading the Exodus as a story of something that happened a long time ago, he's reading it as being about our exoduses, our movings from Egypt to the promised land, from slavery to freedom, from the versions of ourselves that we have been to the versions of ourselves that we will be. And I like this idea that there are multiple steps, that there are 50 steps because that means that we're always growing. It means that no matter where we are in our lives, we've come a long way, and we have a ways to go still. We're never done figuring out what our own best life looks like and how to get there. And the Slonim Rebbe connects those 50 steps with the 50 days of the Omer, that period between Pesach and Shavuot, between the leaving Egypt and the arriving at Sinai, which is the period of the year that we're in right now. So I like this idea that the Israelites went out chamushim, that they went out one-fiftieth of the way, because I think we're always making little exoduses, little steps toward the best versions of ourselves. In that sense, Pesach is not just a holiday that we celebrate once a year. It's a symbol for the kind of internal work that we're doing every day of our lives. Have a wonderful rest of your holiday, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to 7-Minute Torah. Have you checked out the conversation in our Facebook group? Just go to Facebook and search 7-Minute Torah, listen and discuss. Then you can join the group and join the conversation. See you there.